the Hallmarkies podcast. We are here to do another recap of three of the movies from this epic seven night uh, Hallmark Thanksgiving week that they are doing. And we are talking about a tree grows in Colorado, the good morning Christmas and Christmas by starlight. So this is going to be so much fun. I'm film director Rachel Wagner and Carrie's here. Hey, how's it going? Yes, it's going well. And we have a special guest, one of our friends of our podcast, uh, author Elise Murray's here. And Elise, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So how have you been? How was your, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, I had a really great Thanksgiving. You know, it was, it was very quiet, very low key. Um, of course, my, my British husband still has a little bit of trouble adjusting to a day where you just take off and, and eat all day, but he's for it. He's for it. So, um, so it was really good. We had a good day and it was great to watch some, uh, some good movies this week. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That is very American. We, <laughs> we're just going to have a day where we feast all day. It's so exciting. So at least why don't you update us uh, on some of your, uh, some of your books that you have been releasing. You had one fairly recently that came out, correct? Yeah, um, I just finished um, a series um, that was about a family in Northern California and all of their kind of little love stories. Um, the last book was called A Home at Summer's End, um, which was like the final book in the series. And it was so much fun. Um, it's like a very sweet, perfect for Hallmark fans. And I have some very exciting, very secret movie news that hopefully Ooh. in the coming months Ooh. I'll be able to share with all of our Hallmark fans. So, um, so yeah. Because I, um, I got to write a really fun one for Lifetime last year. I got to write the, the screenplay. So hopefully we'll be seeing some fun stuff on Hallmark next year. Fingers crossed. Oh, that sounds great, Elise. I can't wait. Yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, so yeah, we'll put links down if people want to check out Elise's books. Put some links down in the description. People should take a look because they're really good. Well, let's start with a tree grows in Colorado. And I think the reason why I was skeptical, I can't remember what I gave it in the, uh, in our prediction show. I, it was probably a sock, but uh, the, the reason why was because whenever they try to, to tie anything to classic literature, right. usually really irritates me <laughs> because i mean in this case it has is nothing to do with the classic novel no. at all and I, like nothing the classic novel is about a little girl and <laughs> um i mean it's just there's there's no there's no similarity and so it's literally just using the name and that's what yeah. usually happens and so then i just find it distracting and and not my favorite in this case, I mean, they, they changed it enough that you have, it's not even a tree. It originally, it was a Christmas tree grows in uh, Brooklyn, and then they changed it to Colorado. And so, I don't know, that ended up not bothering me at all. And uh, But I think that's why I was initially skeptical. Um, but this stars Rochelle Eitz, I, 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 I forget exactly how you say your last name. Uh, and Mark Taylor, who we've interviewed both of them and they're great. And yeah. yeah. And it's the summary is Aaron is planning the town's Christmas celebration and must win over firefighter Kevin in order to obtain the beautiful spruce tree from his property for the celebration. <laughs> and, and yeah, Carrie, what did, what were your overall thoughts about this film? You know, this is what I love about Hallmark Christmas movies. They go all in on a quirky detail, and for two hours, they make me believe that it's the most important thing about Christmas. <laughs> you know, like, they, joining the party was super important and took up all of this firefighter's time. And the, finding that perfect Christmas tree was super important and took up all of this this girl's time. And... I believed it. I mean, I was like, yes, you can't have second best. That second best tree that they found at that farm was perfectly fine, you guys. It was perfectly <laughs> fine. <laughs> but they, they didn't want it. It had to be his tree. And it was it was just funny. That yeah. Funny to me. But but that's what we love about these Hallmark movies is that they're they're quirky in that regard and they make it fun. Uh, what do you think overall, uh, Elise? 
Yeah. I mean, I, um, I really found, um, the lead, it was Rochelle, right? It's her name. Uh-huh. Um, Aaron playing or Rochelle playing Aaron. Yeah. Um, I thought she yeah. was absolutely charming. Um, I wasn't quite as sold on the chemistry between these two. Um, maybe because he is supposed to be a little more standoffish and, and not right. so friendly. Um, but I think she was absolutely charming. I like couldn't keep my eyes off of her. Um, yeah. And I really think she sold a character who can kind of be a little bit unlikable, like just from a script perspective. Like she comes to a small child and is like, actually, small child, you're not doing that snowman correctly. <laughs> like, you know, if you read that on the page, you might be like, ooh, she's a little bit rough for me. But I think she absolutely sold and made this character super endearing. Um, and I actually think one of the things that works the best in this film's favor is it kind of leans into a little more of the conflict, um, especially like in those later acts. Um, like it really is a little bit, not dark for a Hallmark movie, but a little bit kind of meaty for the mayor to be like, no, I'm more worried about politics than the Christmas tree. Like that's kind of, um, that sort yeah. of conflict there, I thought really sold the movie for me and the kind of drama of, you know, something as simple as the yeah. town Christmas tree. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it helped that she wasn't like fully invested in being a politician, you know, that she yes, really wanted totally. to be a, a teacher in real life. And so she, uh, so they yeah. kind of gave her character an out of like, the, as opposed to if she was like super concerned about getting elected or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. It, it would have been harder to feel for her. But it, it starts off with them having a, a pretty quick connection. And I loved that scene in the firehouse with where she has to put on that. She's, she's in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it was so good. And she's, she's like, I got to wear that helmet. And there's even kind of pretty close to like they get pretty close to each other. And that was really fun. And uh, you might not know, Carrie, but we, especially when we first started the podcast, we had this kind of running joke or one running thing that we wanted Hallmark to make a firehouse movie. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. With, uh, with all of our our hunky uh, Hallmark men. And of course we had the nine lives of Christmas and, Yes, and uh, a couple of other ones, but this was this was fun to to see. I, I was watching. I was like, "Ooh, this is basically our fireman fireman yes. movie." <laughs> That's we really show him in you know a lot of the firefighter yeah. man action though. But I mean, this was uh, this was really good. We've got to talk about that one scene, and you know what scene I'm talking about. We've oh, got- yeah. We oh we will. And the the thing I think that's interesting this season compared to the past is I really feel like a lot of these movies this year are basically co-leads as opposed to the, like, I would say he was practically the same or really close to the same amount of time uh, as, as uh, she was. I mean, he's the That's one that true. has the child. He has the emotional kind of the emotional story of the piece is his character. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's really interesting that they're doing that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I also appreciated the fact that not only was he a single adopted ad- adoptive father, but uh, that he adopted her when she was older you know, she's mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Um, that was very unique. Yeah, absolutely. That was. And I think um, this is going to sound so bad, but when the movie started, you know, I'm watching it with my family and they're talking about this tree and I just, I, I go, oh no, it's going to be his dead wife tree. That's a dead wife tree. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> like yeah. I was convinced they were yeah. going to try and cut down the yeah. his dead wife tree. And I was like, oh no. But I think the way that they, used his kind of single fatherhood um, as like an adoptive parent and like the support system that he's built like within the community and with his parents. Like, I think it's a really beautiful way to show a different kind of Christmas and a different kind of family and a different kind of, you know, there are a couple of adoption movies this season um, and this weekend actually, but 
um, it was really cool to see that. And I thought it was really, really lovely. Yeah. Uh, I agree. That so, was nice. Elise, what did you think of Neil as a character? Because at first I, I, I thought that he was interested the way they were acting. It seemed like he was interested in her and for, he ends up being a gay character. I thought, I thought it was a little bit, a little bit like they were trying to bait and bait and switch a little bit on it. I think. Yeah, I definitely get. Um, so I, so I, you know, I usually think of these Hallmark movies as movies that are like very firmly rooted in like the female point of view, right? So mm-hmm. we as women, like, first of all. A dad having gar- terrible gaydar is totally in character, and I thought that was hilarious. Him being like, ooh, Neil's a great, he's, he's single. Like, that was funny right. to me, the dad having terrible gaydar. Um, but, um, like, I think sometimes, I mean, I know I've done this, where I've misconstrued a gay man's, like, wanting a friendship with me as being interested in me, especially in college when I was in theater school. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy wants to have coffee with me. We're totally going to kiss. And then he's like, oh, and my boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, no, I misread this so badly. So I, I guess I can understand it. Like, I guess I, I can understand the sort of bait and switch of it. But I do agree that it seemed maybe a little, they were leaning a little too heavy into the, um, especially in the beginning, his interest in her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think when he did come out and say, oh, no, I'm gay, I liked the moment, but I wish it had been built up to perhaps a bit differently to make it land a little more realistically. Um, wow. So, yeah, like, I, I think the moment was funny, and I, I liked that they got to be friends and, and all of that afterwards, but I had wished for a little bit more nuance, maybe a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing with this. I said it when they were we were first talking about the the lineup and Hallmark's attempt to have more diversity in their lineup. I said it's going to be a growth process. It's going to be a learning process. Not all of it's going to. And this wasn't awful by any means, but but you know, not all of it's going to be perfect, and we have to. <laughs> because because it was played for a comedy is that why and it wasn't respectful or something or what it just i just felt like it 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 just felt a little bit like a plot device into me um as opposed to like a real character yeah 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 because i don't know i just didn't it wasn't a big deal i don't want to over overstate it but i just felt like he seemed interested in her at the beginning And, uh, and so, uh, okay. Then we have, uh, so she wants the tree. And of course it's hard not to think about Miss Christmas in this, watching this movie. Cause it's such a similar plot. And, uh, and Miss Christmas is one of my all time favorites. Oh, I love that. That was the first movie that we ever gave a perfect, that I ever gave a perfect score to on this podcast Uh, i love that movie and i i think uh that you had similar a similar dynamic between uh, these two that you have in miss christmas and obviously it's the same plot as far as the tree and um but yeah let's talk about that big kiss mid-movie I loved the it. The fight kiss, the angry kiss. It was very unusual. I think, I think people who have only seen a handful of these may not understand that that how much of this was very unusual. I think the, uh, the not only having it in the middle of the movie, having it be an angry. I can't think of any other Hallmark movies that no. had an angry kiss like that. No. <laughs> and I can think, I can think of times where I've wanted, you know, like the two couples are fighting and shouting a little bit, and I've thought they're going to kiss, but of course they're not. And I know it in Hallmark, but this one delivered. I mean, they like let this shouting build and this passion build up a little bit, and it was delightful. <laughs> it was so fun. I loved it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so tricky because this kind of enemies to lovers trope can make the characters unlikable very quickly and uh but i think having something so sort of over the top as this in the middle of the movie i think it really helped 
to kind of break the ice, I guess, a little bit and just mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. you just were having fun. Uh, yeah. At least what about you as a writer? What did you think about that scene and how it was executed? Yeah. So usually I am not, like, it's very common in romance novels. It's not as common in kind of the Hallmark genre yeah. um, to have the kind of fight kiss. And usually I roll my eyes because when I'm fighting with the man I love more than anything in the world, I don't want to kiss him. Get away from me. Keep those lips on the other side of the room. But um, I think because it is so unusual in this kind of genre of movie, like it's it's unusual to have a kiss in the middle of the movie, period. Um, But then to have one that comes out of this kind of like passionate moment, I think because um, it's Kevin, right? Kevin, our our hero, because he is such a kind of like, very plays everything close to the best like doesn't really show a whole lot of of feelings um because it's like this kind of passionate outburst from him it really shows it showed him as sort of like a romantic possibility um and I thought that was really fantastic and I really bought it I I liked it it made me very happy (laughs) yeah (laughs) and this movie was written by Samantha Herman uh, who we've had on our show before. She's a lot of fun and she does a good job, I think, building up the romantic tension between the leads and her movies. And uh, so I think she did a, a really good job with that. And it was just refreshing uh, to, yeah, yeah, it was just refreshing to see. And there's the big moment where, when, and there's lots of fun Christmas scenes in the in the movie that uh they they have they do snow angels and they have stuff like that which is fun and then they have the uh the scene where he gets the letter that they're gonna take the tree uh as part of eminent domain and yeah he is very upset very upset with her yeah but she she's so surprised too you know she doesn't she didn't realize that that was um actually happening and that her dad would kind of strong arm the situation that way and yeah that was that was interesting yeah because i think that's why it's so important that she's kind of not that invested in politics because if she was like super career driven with this job then it'd be harder to kind of not blame her for this and Mm. (laughs) it it helps and uh so she then decides this is our second this will be our first of two movies that of that we're talking about that they declare a historical landmark (laughs) comes in handy right (laughs) it's true right like thank goodness (laughs) Who knew that was such a key to, to keeping Christmas, uh, to keeping Christmas spirit together. But she, and then she tells her dad that she's resigned, resigning from politics. She wants to be a teacher. And uh, this probably wouldn't be much of a surprise if she had a degree in teaching. <laughs> I would think her dad would be like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that was interesting. And uh, he decides. I he decides to give the tree away anyway, uh, yeah. and uh, then they uh, kiss at the end, and it's very romantic. And yeah, there it was a lot of fun. I just thoroughly enjoyed. I actually thought they had really great chemistry, and I think the movie did such a good job of building that up through uh, the film and. Um, and compared to, I thought this was way stronger than Mark's first film, um, which was called Memories of Christmas, which mm-hmm. uh, was fine, but it was it was just very bland. This had a lot more like spark to it, I think, than this one. Yeah, he was looser in this one, and yeah. she brought out the fun, playful side of him, and like that that passionate side of him and stuff, and um, he was more likable faster. Yeah, and I think that she has huge potential. Absolutely. If she want if she if she wants to keep doing more of these, I she's stunning first of all, but yes. also, I don't know, I just think that she has she, a, a lot of potential if she if she if she had a good experience, I think she could make a lot of these movies. 
Same. Yeah. Me too. So Me Elise, too. what would you give it one to five? What would you give this film? Um, I think a three. Like, are we still doing crowns? Three crowns? Yeah, th- crowns. Three crowns. Okay. And Carrie, what about you? I'm a solid three. I thought it was I thought it was really good and but it wasn't my favorite necessarily, you know, as far as some of these things we've talked about, just kind of the the tired uh uh-huh. storylines, but they made it they made it nice. So I would watch it again. I say three. Yeah, I I actually I'm gonna give this a four. I really Ooh. enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. I'm the queen of generosity this season with my crowns, but I really had a good time watching it. And I maybe it helped was helped slightly by low expectations because of the title. Yes. <laughs> but all right, let's talk about Good Morning Christmas. Now this uh, was on the 25th, and the stars Allison Sweeney and Mark Lucas. And it is two squabbling TV hosts are sent to a festive small town over Christmas. While pretending to get along for the sake of appearance, they discover there's more to each other than they thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, Elise, what was your overall thoughts about this film? I liked it. Um, I was a little bit nervous that it would get sort of infantile with like the back and forth um, yes. between the two because sometimes squabbling implies something to me that I don't necessarily want to watch um, and I think some moments it did dip a little bit for me into like oh come on like don't do that um, but I, like the scene where um, he he interrupts her date um, or her kind of like walk around town with the guy and sends the text and is like the producer's mad you should hurry like I was like, oh, oh yeah. come on! I didn't, I like, I, I didn't care for that bit. Um, That's right. But I did like it. I, I liked their chemistry. I thought it had some really, really lovely scenes. Um, the ice skating rink in particular is like maybe one of my favorite Hallmark scenes of the year so far. Um, so yeah, I really, I really did enjoy this one. Yeah. What did you think, Carrie? Oh, I, I loved it. I really, really loved it. I thought the whole time, um, you know, the, the two of them, I love from irresistible blueberry farm oh it's just one of my favorites (laughs) and i think he can he has this playful kind of flirty quality that he brings to all of his characters um but still i like it and so it works for me i don't know if it does you know he was in miss christmas as well wasn't he um rachel yeah yeah so anyway i really like mark and i liked him in the jane austen book club do you guys remember that old Mm -hmm. movie really old movie but um anyway that was the first time i saw him so oh, i didn't realize he was in there or i forgot oh yeah i like that, that one. movie yeah he, he plays opposite opposite emily blunt in that one which is really kind of fun oh yeah so anyway i had high expectations and they were met they were met in this movie it was so wonderful yeah i'm excited this movie is written by riley weston and she uh i'm hoping to get her on the podcast uh i was just talking to her on twitter but she did one of my favorite Hallmark movies uh, of all time called The Nanny Express. This was the, oh. the debut of Brendan Elliott on Hallmark. Oh, how funny! Yeah. And I really, I really like that one a lot. And so mm. I was very excited. She also did one called Always and Forever, which I really enjoy. Um, yeah. But that's going back a ways. So she hasn't done a Hallmark movie in a long time uh, since uh, her last one was 2009 so oh. i was excited to see her back and to uh to see her execute it so well i mean it's it's totally yeah. it's a pretty different landscape from 2008 2009 to now and right. uh, and so i thought she did a really good job and this is definitely trying to get kind of that uh, enemies to lovers trope uh in and that can the the hardest part about that is you have to make the switch uh to sort of starting to fall in love at just the right time because if you make it too late mm-hmm. then yeah. you don't like the characters and you don't you don't want them to get together yeah. and so that's the tricky thing like there was one on lifetime called homemade christmas Woo! it was not (laughs) no it was not good it was not good that that if you want an example of failing to make that switch that was an example and 
yeah this uh i really i really enjoyed it i mean i love i thought allison and mark did yeah. a great job and i actually kind of forgot that they were in blueberry farm together but you're absolutely right that they are so good in that movie and that movie has in my opinion one of the best hallmark kisses of all time oh in blueberry so farm funny. like when she runs into the when she runs into the, <laughs> the lake or whatever it's so oh, yeah. i love it yeah and uh so there the only th- thing is i feel like for a morning show that's not a christmas related morning show i would have called it bright and early not bright right. and merry right yeah i don't i don't really the title of their morning show i think is a bit silly but yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it wouldn't make sense year round, like in March, to be bright and merry, bright and early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That's, but merry. Basically, I thought, I thought that was fun. I liked the the behind the scenes look at the um, the morning show type of thing and the relationship and how they, you know, they didn't get along and they had only been doing it for about a year. And there was, there was a lot of things that just, um, you know, they explained a lot of history and in, in a real natural way, sometimes it can be kind of clunky, you know, like you're serving up all this history in, this, in two sentences, but they, they just, they kept doing it and you can understand why, oh, they really misunderstood each other, but going off location, going to this little town, they have to pretend they get along. That it really started to draw each other out a little bit and able to explain themselves to each other in a in a fresh way. I liked that. I thought that yeah. that was really fun. So she needs the teleprompter. She's very well prepared. She's very organized. And he wants it to be more conversational, more off the cuff yeah. kind of a thing. And But she kind of dismisses him and says you know they kind of that you're lazier or things and he's like wait a minute i was a professional athlete that took uh, a lot of of uh, dedication and uh i i didn't just you know it wasn't just something that just happened i had to and so he kind of they have that back and forth between the two of them about what's better preparation or spontaneity yeah i don't would you say elise would you say you have a team that you're more team preparation or team spontaneity? Um, I guess I'm more team preparation. Um, but I, you know, I think the movie comes to kind of like a, a good place of a little bit of both is nice, you know, like she loves that surprise at the end. Like she hates surprises. But then of course, when he comes up with the, the carriage, she's like, Oh my God, I love surprises. Surprises are the best. Um, and then, you know, he obviously comes around to the idea of like rehearsing. Well, I do think it's a little bit weird just from, from like a characterization standpoint that a guy who um, is a professional athlete who like learns plays and runs drills and all that doesn't like to know what he's doing. <laughs> like that right. I thought was a little bit strange um, just because I know how hard athletes work. It's exactly that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like game plans and things like that. But um, yeah, overall, I think I'm probably a little bit of both. And I think both are obviously what you need yeah in life generally i i am definitely team planning i was with her 100 <laughs> I percent mean, like if the difference between when i just am sort of like if i spontaneously do like a live stream or something like that and i'm just kind of talking off the cuff or whatever compared to when i have my notes and i've prepared and right. it's night night and day it's so so it makes all the difference in the world and and i think that a lot of times things that people think are kind of off the cuff and natural only sound that way because of lots of preparation right (laughs) Um, because of the time spent writing questions and uh and uh, I don't know if if I would do all that well with literally a teleprompter, but oh, I do yeah. think that the preparation as far as the notes and thinking about, you know, what is going to be coming up the next day and all that stuff that she does, that's totally my jam. I am not a very spontaneous person. I don't, I don't really like surprises that yeah. much. <laughs> um, and, uh, and cause I have 
sometimes it'll give me it'll give me anxiety i mean especially if i'm trying to kind of manage everything and i don't know i'm just not the best when it comes to that kind of thing and uh, <laughs> but uh, you know some things anybody would enjoy like being surprised right. by like if somebody brings you a gift or something out of the blue it's like oh well, that's very nice but as far as just like spontaneous activities let's go and do this and i'm like uh, i don't know i think definitely like i like being prepared too and like you said there's a way to be prepared that then puts you at ease and it yeah. comes out as natural because you have prepared because you know what the direction you're going to go and the place you want to go i can do spontaneous spontaneous in small doses yeah um, I, there's at church, I, I am the kind of an MC for a lot of um, church events or women's events and um, panels and stuff like that. And I love doing that, but I, I need to be prepared. And I want to have this meeting with the panelists, you know, like say, these are my questions I'm going to ask you. Like, just because the flow is better, even especially for an entertainment thing, like, uh, like their show. Yeah. But um, I think he wanted to rehearse more because he wanted to hang out with her is really why <laughs> he wanted oh, yeah, to impress her sure. and hang out with her in this movie. And so this is why the rehearsing mattered to him is kind of what I thought. Yeah. At first it was hard to sort of, a lot of times you have in this movie, you have one of them that kind of is sort of carrying a flame for the other person, but, right. but doesn't really admit it or is kind of cranky about it. And, and in this one, it didn't seem like he was very interested in her. I mean, it seemed like he was pretty interested in his girlfriend and, uh, you know, wanting to quit the show and everything like that. Uh, and it seemed like his interest in her kind of surprised him. Yeah. That he sort of saw her in this new way once yeah. they went to Mistletoe. And, uh, yeah, so they go to Mistletoe. This is going to be... The one thing, I mean, there were a lot of things about the morning show that didn't make any sense, but if, <laughs> if it's really a number one show, there's no way they're going to cancel the show just because he le he's leaving. And <laughs> so they would just get a new host for her <laughs> if they were leaving. But uh, they, there was definitely some odes to... Kelly Ripa in the Michael Strahan situation, oh, I think. I thought the same thing, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, what yeah. was the other guy's name? Um, he was on the he was on The Bachelor. Uh, now he does like a lot of Food Network shows. He's been in a Hallmark oh, movie. Oh yeah, I think. Oh, Ryan No, um, no, no, Jesse Palmer. Oh, Jesse, yeah, yes, the J. I knew it started with the J. Yeah, yeah. I got some of those vibes too. I can see that. And she pretends like she didn't watch The Bachelor, and then later <laughs> that scene on, it was funny where she like lets slip like that's such a good little bit of yeah. writing where she's like, "Oh no, you said that on your show one time, ha ha ha," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, but you said you didn't watch it. What happened to that?" Like I thought that was such a well crafted scene. I <laughs> love that. Scene. Yeah, that was fun, and I thought the production design was on point in this mm -hmm. movie. The yeah all the whole town of mistletoe looked so pretty and then their their hotel rooms looked oh, so so lovely incredible i even liked their like barn setup with the the show like i thought uh -huh. it, it looked a little weirdly dark in there which obviously it's a barn that makes sense but like for a morning show i guess the aesthetic was kind of dark but i still like i wanted to go hang out in that barn <laughs> i wanted to go watch their show yeah <laughs> that was great i agree that's true and I, I I was trying to count. I think it was his hotel room had seven Christmas trees. <laughs> 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 and it, you supposedly this guy who doesn't like Christmas, uh, which is which is if your show is called Bright and Merry, probably not a good idea to say that you're not very into Christmas. Is my guess. I don't know. Really, <laughs> um, he got there though. He got there at the end. He he was won over. Uh huh. And so they have this three-legged race uh, as part of being in Mistletoe, and they have what the the epic rom-com movie Fall, 
mm-hmm. where they just happen to fall on top of each other in the race. And that's I it can be super cringy, but but when it's done right, I love those scenes. Yes. Well, and then they stayed there and like had a chat. You know, like they just stayed yeah. there. It wasn't like <laughs> she just—they were so comfortable, just laying on each other in the snow. <laughs> like I can't imagine that ever happening in, in real life. That you're just like I've fallen on top of this person <laughs> like that. Oh, but I did love when I um when I was reading and like looking up stuff about this movie online before watching it. You know, I saw some pictures of them like in the. I guess the the what's that called garland that like they wrap around their waist yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and it reminds me you know like sometimes people do fandom drawings of like their two favorite characters who like usually fight and they put them uh-huh. in one t-shirt that says this is our get along shirt and uh-huh. I was convinced that that scene was going to be like their producer tying them together <laughs> so they had to get along <laughs> but this was better this was better than my yeah. idea this was <laughs> better, was yeah so this movie did have some major Balsam Hill oh, yes. <laughs> love. There was, I mean, the scene where, so they're decorating the tree. There were just so many Balsam Hill glamour shots of the <laughs> ornaments. And it was like, it was like they panning over the ornaments and just holding on them for weird amounts of time. <laughs> so, yes. so they got their money's worth on product placement in this one. That's for sure. Good job, Balsam. <laughs> yes uh i could have used more of lexi and tyler their little like side mm-hmm. romance uh we didn't get a, a ton of that but it was cute i lexi is a character so she wants to become a chef um and so she makes uh she wants she makes this food for allison's character and you know some wanting feedback and other things like that and uh I would think that she would have plenty of people willing to try her food. I guess she wanted Allison's character because, you know, she's a TV personality and could give her some, some feedback, but, but yeah, uh, she, she's an up and coming chef and the, uh, then you have, so what do you think of girlfriend Christy? She comes into town and she is very excited because she wants to do a reality show with Mark's character. You know, I think he, um, she represents a part of his life that is, that was a huge part of his life, probably just not one that maybe he was very invested in, but maybe felt like he had to play the role or he just grew out of it and was ready for a more serious relationship with someone who chose or something but um it was it was good but you could tell there wasn't any heart in it at the beginning so that helped me be for him and Allison as they developed their relationship because typically I don't like that where it's like you're you're in this relationship don't play around with another another one but this one yeah. was, it worked it worked for me yeah it can be a tricky thing if it's there's ever sort of a cheating kind of feel to it uh that you know and then they'll try to make the uh the the current girlfriend or boyfriend seem like a total bad man of business or right uh, and i don't know at least what do you think about that with this one yeah i mean i do feel like they made her in a lot of scenes just kind of the worst (laughs) um like when the very first scene when when allison sweeney's character says oh you know merry christmas she goes i don't care about the holidays it's like oh all right cool sorry i wished you well at this time of the year my apologies um and then i also thought because of all of that because of what they built her into i thought her twist like her her turn kind of at the end where she's like like one the one scene previous, she's like, "We're gonna have the show and it's gonna be great and I can't wait." And the next scene, she's like, "No, you should definitely go be with someone else. And we should not do this reality yeah. show. You're totally right." Like I thought her turn was a little bit fast for me or a little bit drastic. Um, like yeah. if they built it into, oh, she comes to town to give him this pitch, but then she sees, oh, he really loves the show and he really loves this woman. Like if we had seen more of that, I might have bought it a little more. Um, right. But I do think it was very well acted. Like I thought the the actress was fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, with what yeah, she, she definitely does with. a heel turn. I yeah. agree. 
you know, that she she is like, well, don't worry, I have backups. Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> backups. Uh, that was funny. And so I thought the cookie baking scene in this movie was really fun and very mm-hmm. well done. Um, because yes. it, it, it got to the heart of sort of their differences about this was something that he had planned and thought out, but was yeah. also spontaneous. And, but it, and it wasn't for the cameras. It wasn't something they set up as a segment for their show. It was something he just wanted to do for her. And so that was really sweet. Yeah. So it wasn't just a kind of bland cookie making scene. It was actually important for their characters and the story. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that. And so then he breaks up with Christy. And you also had uh, Matthew James Dowden kind of playing the other guy in this one. And I love him. I <laughs> uh, He was in the uh, Mystery 101 Dead Talk, uh, oh, which I loved. And he's one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. He was so interesting. And oh, fun. he's had a very interesting life. And so I was just happy to see him. He didn't have that much to do, but I thought he did a good job. He was and I, so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Canadian almost to the point of distraction. <laughs> like, which is, which is funny. Which is funny. Yeah, because he's from England, so that's right. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he has a very interesting life. He worked as a muse as a magician for a long time, and then he was also an attorney. I don't know, he's had a million jobs. He's a really cool guy. Um, so I I hope that Hallmark keeps using him because I think he's he's really good. Um and so he also somehow finds Mark Lucas's character finds time to restore this carriage uh, <laughs> while they're there. This is a busy week. <laughs> um, and uh, so then he plans his speech of what he's going to say to her. And they get to the live finale where they're going to, he's going to announce his leaving the show. And instead we get this kind of long scene where he brings the carriage to her at first uh at first she uh she's with she thinks the note was from the matthew james Downton character but he uh he says if i were him i would wait which i like oh i know i think that was sweet yeah that was a cute line and uh so she goes and and they have the. I liked the way he he lifts her up onto the onto the carriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> and they have their speeches, and the whole thing is broadcast. I know there was some talk on Twitter about was that too much of an invasion of their privacy? Right. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it because they were both mic'd. They both knew that they were recording that. You know, like it's not like yeah. it was something totally private and they well, both it hinted, it hinted at his time on that bachelor show you know where yeah then she she had to be a part of that but um i i was a little off put by the invasion of privacy part of it just because uh-huh. i had the secondhand embarrassment for for them but it, it worked it was okay and i liked that they were they just rolled with it i'm like okay well they're used to being on camera so maybe i don't have yeah to be he even yeah he even kind of winks at the camera guy uh towards the end uh, what do you what do you think of that elise yeah um i i think i wouldn't have minded it if not like if they the for some reason the visual of men hiding in the bushes with cameras to record a romantic moment something about that image like didn't sit well with me. Ah, no um, kidding, you're right. Oh, so, I didn't think of that. So I was that that to me. I think it was just the visual of that. Like I I feel like if it had been staged slightly differently, maybe I wouldn't have felt so like uncomfortable with it. Sure. Um, but I did, I didn't mind it in the end. Like, because the two characters didn't mind it, I didn't mind it. 
Yeah, so that was Good Morning Christmas. Out of five, what would you give it, uh, Carrie? I am going high on this one. I'm doing 4.75 out of five. Yes, I I just loved it. It's really up there for me. There was so much that I liked about it. The comedy, chemistry, tender moments. It's it's a high one for me. What about you, Elise? I think I'm going to give it a four, four crowns. Yeah, same with me. I'm also giving it four. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I actually had all three of these all in the same. In my ranking, I had them all together. <laughs> so in my Hallmark Christmas rankings 2020, I have this at four, Christmas Tree in Colorado at five, and Christmas by Starlight at six. Nice. So very high. Strong. Yeah, strong, strong week for you. Spoiler alert to, I guess, my score on Christmas by Starlight. So, all right, let's talk about Christmas by Starlight. So this film stars Paul Campbell and Kimberly Susted, and it was actually written by them, which is exciting. So fun. Yeah, Yeah. and I feel like such a part of this whole process, even though I wasn't. But he actually interviewed the two of them in 2018. I was thinking it was, I couldn't remember if it was last year or the year before. We interviewed them together in 2018. And this is when they were, were they had done Godwinks together. Now this is their third film together, Christmas yeah. by Starlight. And they were already working on it then. Like literally that day they had started, they had worked on it. And so I don't know. I just feel like I've been so involved in this whole process <laughs> and we've yeah. had we've had paul on five times uh total on our podcast we've had kimberly on uh we've had her on three times and so i'm just very invested in these two people and that doesn't mean i give the movie a pass or anything but uh i just it's just been kind of fun to see them work on this as uh and become the writers and so again, uh, high expectations, but it met it met your yeah. expectations. And yeah. To be honest, I should not have liked this movie. It has so many things that normally I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, the fact that it was a save the cafe storyline, which usually is very boring to me. Uh, the fact that it was a uh, <laughs> that it it also has party planning, which is usually also very boring to me, but. I, I I just really liked these two people. I thought they that they did. I thought the movie was better acted than you typically see. Um, even little scenes like when she has him, when she tells him how disappointed she is in him, and he is he's he's actually tearing up. He's crying, and I thought that was really good. And you typically don't see that kind of emotional weight when it comes to a save the whatever storyline i just i liked the two of them so much i thought the banter was really well done yes and uh, so elise what did you think of overall of this one yeah i agree with your assessment like i um should not have liked this one as much as i did um but this was actually my favorite of the three of the weekend um because the chemistry was just it was so spot on it was so specific um you could really tell like every shift in their relationship as they got closer together. Um, I loved her emotional arc with her family where, you know, she was like at the end where she's like, I failed and I'm sorry. And I I can't believe I did this to you guys. Like it was so beautiful and like kind of heartbreaking. Um, And then the the ending was so lovely. It had such a good kiss, like where he like takes her face in his hand and like, Oh, too much. It was too good. Um, yeah, I really, I really did enjoy this one. And it was set in the city, which we see less of. Um, so that was kind of cool to see a different kind of, um, dynamic. Yeah. I mean, I usually joke that you can't be in the city in a Hallmark movie unless you are a window designer or running your parade, (laughs) but here it was neither. (laughs) So way to go. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I love I love the city. I'm from the area of uh, Chicago, and so the city is super super fun. And I thought that they would take them out of the city actually, yeah. but I was like, oh no, this is a diner right here in the city, and they're running all over, and we're getting great scenes of Chicago. So it was really kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, I I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. I mean, it was really reminded me of Christmas Tree Lane, yet there were so many subtle differences that it made it its own. Like, I didn't think of that until the very end. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, this was kind of like Christmas Tree Lane. But um, again, they had such good chemistry and they brought such depth to the characters that it, it was so good. I was a little put off at the beginning, and Rachel knows this, only because I'm sitting here thinking, this is the, this is my favorite movie from 2002, Two weeks notice. <laughs> this is two weeks notice. How yeah. are you even understanding this? And two weeks notice is when I first saw Alicia Witt, which is really kind of fun. Um, she's in that movie. But uh, it, it got over that. It got over the, that tract in my mind and it became its own really tender offering. So I, I really liked it. Yeah. So he hires Kimberly, this character, to be his lawyer giving him advice and other things and if she does it then he will save the the cafe that her parents run which he had no authority really (laughs) (laughs) and her parents played by rebecca staub is is her mom and i love her Uh, and this is another great interview one of my favorites she was she was some people you talk to and they're perfectly pleasant and a great interview and I really enjoy. And then other people, they are just natural storytellers and you ask them a question and they have an incredible story. And, you know, and, and so I, I, I love everybody that I've interviewed. I really, I mean, I'm not just saying that to be patronizing. I really do have enjoyed talking to everybody that I've gotten a chance to talk to, but there's ones that really stand out as just great storytellers and, and Rebecca Staub is one of them. I, I, I what do you think of the whole scene where they eat uh, fo- foie gras? <laughs> it looked like the smallest helping of anything I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> kind of yeah, no, I, I love that scene and I love when she's in the, the coat room eating a granola bar and the the work guy comes in and he's like, do you have one of those for me? I'm starving. I thought that was so darling. And I love the dynamic of her. Like he's the one who's supposed to be totally at ease and like in his element in these circles. And then she comes in and it's actually, she's the one who fits in. Um, exactly. I think that was because he's yeah. so kind of like, business-minded and well not really business-minded but like he has such a specific personality that doesn't necessarily fit with all these other people um and I think it was really lovely to see him like kind of open up like when she's at the Christmas party and she has the sweater and the the older woman co-hosting the party was like I have one like that upstairs we have to pull those out of storage oh my gosh I love it like I think that was such a cool way to to kind of open up both of their characters yeah you're right she, I know he couldn't, he couldn't um, follow that line of business unless she was there because she was making all those important networking connections for him. That was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just so funny whenever I, I see on TV these fancy chefs and fancy cooking or whatever, most of the time I'm like, I would still be so hungry. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> looks like nothing. And they always feel under sauce to me, fancy food. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I need. I would definitely have to ask for sauce on the side because right. they, they get like a little droplet. Uh, I'm like, I need more. Uh, but I, I, w- I thought that they were going to have him eat uh, escargot. That would have been funny, but they went with foie gras. But yes. anyway, they go out shopping for a Christmas tree that they end up having at his office and then they move it over. Um, they says that the, keys to a good christmas tree are color fullness and smell Hmm. and i think that you gotta say lot i don't know the best word for it but longevity has to be in there because if it's one of the ones that the branches all fall off yes 
Yeah, she called it her, she called it her tree criteria. And my first criteria is okay, is it gonna fit in my house? How tall is it? Right. Like I guess is it size. still fresh? Like how are the leaves feel or the leaves, like the, the spindles or whatever they're called feeling? Yeah. Like, are they gonna live very long? Like smell, I guess, yes. But like I feel like I have different criteria perhaps than she does. Yes, because <laughs> she has color, fullness, and smell, but I feel like color, I mean they're all green right yeah and they're varying shades but there's nothing like hallmark to just update me on my you know like keep my education <laughs> like for christmas trees just really there i mean it's so it's so funny how everyone knows a tree just by looking at it and i'm like yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell you five types of christmas trees but no. now i can now <laughs> i can because of hallmark <laughs> And so then they go to, I forget where, they were just in a department, was they just in a department store or something when they get the ice cream? Uh, yeah, I think it's like a toy store, right? Yeah, something like that. Yes. Yeah, and this is ice cream is for anyone at any time at any place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what did you think, Elise, of his assistant, Lyle? I I liked Lyle and I liked Lyle's partner. Um, I did feel like, again, like talking about representation, sometimes I do wonder um, if they're getting people in the room who are actually um, that sexuality to like kind of give a sensitivity read and be like, hey, maybe this um, is a bit outdated or this kind of way of talking isn't really how I would talk to my partner or things like that. I think maybe sometimes they could use yeah. it a little bit of a polish. Um, uh-huh. So like when, when his partner did show up and they were at the restaurant, I thought they were like, not, I, I, I figured they were both gay, but um, they didn't necessarily seem like partners to me. Um, they okay. seemed like maybe like friends or like in the same community or you know, knew each other through, like, had connections or whatever. Um, so it took me a minute to realize, oh, these two people are in a relationship because they didn't necessarily have sort of weirdly the sort of, like, incidental chemistry that a lot of other side couples in Hallmark movies have. Um, like, they didn't hold hands. They didn't sit close. They didn't, you know, kind of do couple things, like, even just the way they talk to each other. Um, so it wasn't my favorite kind of yeah, side I, coupling, but I was, I guess I was glad they were there. Like I was glad there was that representation. I just think maybe stronger representation would, would have been better. Yeah. More natural. Yeah. More. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was an excellent. Laya was an excellent executive assistant or, yes. I mean, he said, I don't have a title, you know, I mean, he worked hard for that company. <laughs> he definitely deserved the recognition he got at the yeah. end. Yeah. That was very satisfying, and I thought it was fun. I agree when they said that they are married. I was kind of like, oh, they haven't been behaving like they are married to me. Right. But uh, they were more, maybe more like just dating or something like that. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. But I overall, I liked them. They were fun, and Lyle and Michael, and they're going to figure out a solution to the caterer. And they end up using the barbecue truck uh, yeah. for them. And she she had some good coat coat game in this one. I think there were mm-hmm. three different coats. But the one that when she was eating the barbecue with the white coat on, I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> were you I nervous? nervous? Yes. You're going to be very nervous. You're going to have to dry clean it. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like that about all white coats on, yeah. that I see on these. I'm like, oh, man, that is a that is a bold purchase. Yeah. It's like Laura Osnes with her with her white coat in a in one royal holiday. I was like, oh, that's uh. well, I just think of the makeup around the collar sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um. But they, like you said, the skating scene was really good in this movie. Another one that can be not the best, but they were so charming yeah. and it was fun. And uh, like you said, it's a scene that sometimes can be just thrown in there. But this one was a good development of their relationship where yeah. he did this for her. He did specifically 
brought her to this place because he knew she liked skating and it was so it it added to their relationship that they yeah. were developing and, and i love the, the second- line the line where she's like you own an ice skating rink and you don't know how to skate and he goes i own a paper a pulp, pulp mill i don't know how to make paper yeah that was kind of funny too yeah that was really good yeah and this is the second movie from hallmark this year that we've gotten the a cozy grilled cheese eating scene mm. with I well i was i was like where's the campbell soup i mean i know i was gonna... positioned for oh no <laughs> i am i am anti i am anti tomato soup i don't want it near my grilled cheese i don't want it near me so i was very happy that they were purists about their grilled cheese i'm, I'm team pure grilled cheese always oh yeah i don't know <laughs> it depends on the tomato soup sometimes it can be like like watery ketchup but mm. uh but it can be good but uh but yeah i was like i didn't i didn't know that that was such a sort of a couple food it's 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 the, it's the thing but uh so she sends him a text saying this was a special night and then she immediately regrets it which i thought was a fun moment because how i, I feel like we've all kind of done that yes yeah. like, she's like should oh. i send the text oh no i sent the text why did i send the text <laughs> but it was a good call it was a good move uh-huh. he, he liked it <laughs> yeah and i was very happy to see her in a red dress at the fundraiser she looked Red's great not black yeah it wasn't black which i don't like it when they were black uh he looked very handsome she looked gorgeous and uh, so they have the dance and we should talk about it because they had the girl who was singing she did silent night with the guitar yeah. which i loved and she had a beautiful voice mm-hmm. uh, and then they're doing the slow dance and they do a holy night but here i guess my thoughts on that because we've talked a lot especially with dory because she hates it she hates the slow dancing to the Christmas carols. But for me, I actually like I like the dancing and I like the intimacy that it brings. And I, I, I guess for me, most of the time, it, it doesn't really matter what the lyrics to the songs are. Uh, it's just kind of ambient noise in the uh, in the background. I don't really care about that it's all about there are times when the the lyrics can overpower and and then become intrusive but for the most part they could have they could be singing about literally anything and it wouldn't matter because it's just background noise right <laughs> that's how i feel but at least what do you think about the dancing to a holy night um, it always kind of drives me nuts. Um, I, I just wish, I, I understand why in this context they had her sing a song because obviously it's about like her loving the community and this community that like the little diner is built around itself. And I think that's really great. Um, uh-huh. but like, I would prefer if they just did like an instrumental or like, I, I don't, I don't know that I would really like be staring and like lovingly into someone's eyes during a holy night while I'm dancing. Like I would be worried about them hitting that third bridge and, and their voice cracking the singer. Yeah. I probably would have just done instrumental. I agree with you there. Yes. yes. Well, I was talking about this with my in-laws because of Christmas in Vienna, you know, they kind of make a deal of it. And, um, I we were like you know typically these these Christmas carols have a have a spiritual element to them. I mean they're all they're spiritual songs, but they have this worshipful element to you know with the meaning of Christmas and and you you just love to you know sing them in in church whatever and uh, and so to have this romantic slow dance does feel a little off. Yet I know that these just represent Christmas time and the those wonderful good feelings of Christmas time and not everyone has them, you know, as a worshipful or spiritual element to them. Yeah. But um I don't mind it, except in this one movie, this that we're talking about, Starlight, I too was a little nervous about this. Are, is her voice gonna crack? Are we are we supposed to listen to this song or not and Uh, then sure enough they kind of turn the volume down on her singing and then they focus on just the dialogue so i was like okay well 
that was that was good for me. When that happened, my husband um, leaned over to me and he went, "It's kind of rude that they're talking during her song." I know. <laughs> he was like, "I think that's kind of rude. They shouldn't be doing that. That's that's interrupting her performance." And I thought that yeah. was kind of funny. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah. That is yeah. funny. Is he a musician? <laughs> is he a singer? Because oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> no rhythm. Well, can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should I should mention that I got to watch this movie with my parents, which was fun uh, for yes. Thanksgiving, and uh, so and my dad said, and he hasn't seen that many. He's probably seen uh, four, five, five, five. He's probably seen five or six. Hallmark movies, but he said that this was his favorite that of the ones he'd seen. <laughs> uh, so he tells she overhears that they're demolishing the building. She's very upset, uh, and then he he says uh, first he thinks, "Oh, I can't do anything," and then goes and he tells his dad, "No," and he they making it a historical landmark, yeah. and he says if if he wants him to show leadership then this is what he's doing and there then he goes over to the diner and announces that they are not moving and they make up and we have our our very romantic ending so yeah this was really fun i really enjoyed it i would give this also a four i just really liked all three of these movies a lot and uh, what about you elise what would you give it yeah, I think I'm going to give this like a 4.25 crowns. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and what about you, Carrie? I have four out of five. I really liked it. And um, that that would be my score. Yeah, four out of yeah. five. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining me to talk about these movies. Let us know your thoughts. If you're listening, what you thought of them, put in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And uh, Elise, how can people find you and your writing? Yeah, I'm at elisemurray.com. That's A-L-Y-S. Or you can find me on social media at writer Elise. Great. And Carrie, what about you? Well, come over to Instagram. You can find me at Hallmark Comics. Uh, that's Hallmark underscore comics. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And then also uh, make sure you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really need those so much. And if you are watch watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And please consider supporting our Patreon. We have upcoming new watch along with screenwriter Greg McBride of a heavenly Christmas. It's going to be so fun coming up in December. So any mem member of Patreon can join in on the watch along. So check that out. And then we also have our merch store, which is having big sales this week. So check that out. Uh, we have new designs by artist Jessica Miller and some designs by Carrie here. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. And uh, so thank you so much to both of you for talking about these movies. And I uh, wish you all very happy Thanksgiving week. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.